Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Cubs Conundrum and asked me questions if I was confusing. This is a darkened version. I didn't really do a whole lot of research on this one. I was rummaging through a Facebook group talking about whether the Cubs should extend or trade or whatever one of the Cubs players that you're all familiar with and which one it is really doesn't matter in the discussion. The discussion is the Cubs conundrum. Fans don't necessarily want to get rid of the good players. And for different people, those different players are different. If the Cubs play everything out and don't extend the players, and you know who the players are, they're going to get a whole lot in return, especially if there's no season in 2022. So Cubs fans are at a conundrum. If they send out the same players as they've been sending out the past, since 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, If they send out exactly the same players, they're going to get exactly the same results. Maybe Bryant will have a better year. Maybe Baez will have a better year. Maybe Contreras will have a better year. Maybe Rizzo will have a different year. Maybe Schwarber will have a better year. But someone else might have a worse year. Someone else might get injured and miss a bunch of time. The team, if static remains the same. That's really hard to argue. If you send out exactly the same players, you're going to get exactly the same result. Now let's take a step back in time. Let's go back to 2016. Hey, the Cubs just won the World Series. Yay. Let's make sure to keep all of the players forever because all of them are going to all get better. If someone would have asked the question, why do you say that all of the players are going to get better? Or most of the players are going to get better? Or none of the players are going to absolutely, completely fall apart? If that question were asked, what would have been the, what would have been the answer? Why do you think that Chris Bryant will continue to get better and Wilson Contreras will continue to get better? And Albert Almora will continue to get better. And Addison Russell will continue. Why do you think that? Well, because players are supposed to get better as they age and get into their, you know, 26, 27, 28 age range. Well, ideally, that is the hope. But if you thought that because the Cubs have a good team in 2026... All of the players will continue to get better. You were wrong. You were wrong. 
Why can I say that? Because now I think we have enough information in so that if you were of the mind that all of these players are going to get better, you were wrong. Not many people say that. A lot of people are willing to say that Theo Epstein was wrong or the Cubs executives were wrong because they relied on the same player. Very few fans are willing to say, I was wrong. I had a hunch. I had an assumption. I presumed that all of the Cubs players were going to get better. They did not. Hence, ipso facto, I was wrong. Not hearing a whole lot of that. Are you hearing a whole lot of that? Are you hearing a whole lot of fans saying, I was completely wrong in assuming that most of the Cubs players were going to get a whole lot better as a group, individually, completely, and that was wrong. Players don't necessarily always get better. Sometimes players get injured. Sometimes other things happen. Players don't always get better. So, if you, as a Cubs fan, now have a history of seeing that, if you have a group of players, they won't always get better, what's the best alternative? What's the best other option? I'm going to be quiet for a while. I'm going to let you think about it. The best way to continued success that I've seen, it worked that way for the Braves. It worked that way for the... Um, it's working that way for the Dodgers. It worked that way for 50 years for the Dodgers. It worked that way for a really long time for the Cardinals. Is to have a group of quality players... And have the mindset that I want the next group of players coming along to be better than the current group of players and continue to work in that fashion. Get the players who are in the minor leagues to be better than the guys who were in the place before. So if you get to a point where, well, we have this really good player, whoever it is, but he's no longer starter good on our team, we might as well trade him because we have a player who is younger and better and making less money. That, to me, seems a better idea. Continually replace with improving quality. Do that. Try that. Cubs fans had the idea that because Bryant was good, because Rizzo was good, because Schwarber was good... Be those guys should be ridden into retirement. When has that ever worked? In which history book did that work? Joe DiMaggio was really good. As he started getting older, Mickey Mantle replaced him. That's how it's supposed to work. If you have a player who is really good and continues to get better, that's fantastic. But some guys 
are Dale Murphy. I don't know if you're familiar with Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy was an abs... He started out a bit struggling because he was trying to locate his position that he should play in the field. They had The Braves had him catching or first base or third base. They moved him to the outfield. Finally got to center field. Felt very comfortable in center field. And for about three or four years was about as good of a player as there was in baseball. Early 80s mainly. And then he reached a point where he stopped getting better. That's not to say he was a terrible player, but he wasn't getting better. And to an extent, the Braves were banking on him getting better. And since he didn't get a whole lot better, they didn't really have a whole lot to supplement him with, replace him with. And their ownership at the time was different. The Braves became good when they had players that were good and a pipeline that started bringing up players who were better than the guys that were good at the time that the pipe that the success began. Anyone who thought that Bryant and Rizzo and Schwarber and etc etc and um, Zobrist etc all across the line. All of these players are always going to have really good years. You were wrong. Anyone who thought, well, they they won't all have good years all the time, but they will be able to be a whole lot better than the rest of the teams in the National League because they're really good now. You were wrong. If you thought that developing players to follow up behind these players is on that, you were wrong. You were wrong. If you're trying to build a consistent winner, have the good players up front. Let's use the White Sox for an example. They have a really nice contingent of regulars right now. Their best plan to improve is keep improving the players that are good now and at the same time develop players behind them who are going to push them into being better. If the White Sox do that, they will be fine. If the White Sox do not do that, people will say, well, gee, what happened? I thought that the same regular guys were always going to get better. No, that doesn't work that way. Every team that's successful, regardless the sport, there will be turnover eventually. Players will get old. Players will get injured. Players will get traded. Whatever the players will get expensive enough so that they will not be invited back. The, the way to continue to be good into the future is to develop talent internally, regardless of the sport. If it's football, it's through the draft. If it's basketball, it's through the draft. Who knows how good and how long the Boston Celtics would have been good had Len Bias not died shortly after being drafted. If he would have given them 8, 10, 12, 14 years of brilliance, they'd have been a whole lot better for a whole lot longer. But he didn't. 
but you couldn't have seen that Edison Russell would fall apart. No, you couldn't specifically see that one specific guy would do it, but the likelihood of one of seven or eight or nine guys starting to fall apart for one reason or another shouldn't be shocking. To become a long-term force, internally developing talent is essential. Locating new players who were not a part of the original quality team is essential, regardless of the sport. If you thought all of the Cubs on the 2016 team were going to continue to get better, trees do not grow to the sky. Some people, it seems, think that Chris Bryant should have been better in three or four years than he was as an MVP, and then he should have gotten better from there, and then maybe started to eventually tail off. That's not how it Players each develop on their own line, not ours. Theirs, not ours. Finances play into everything. Dexter Fowler returned in 2016 because he was willing to sign a one-year free agency deal. He was not required to do that. He chose to do that. Then he wanted to get paid, and I can't blame him. If you thought all the Cubs players were going to stay relatively exactly the same or better, you were wrong. As soon as the World Series ended in 2016, I was working that night. When I saw the third out register and I checked the final score, I took a deep breath. I could finally relax. After about 10 or 15 minutes, I started thinking, okay, let's start thinking 2017. I'm not a celebratory type. Okay, let's start thinking 2017. What? And my thoughts were not, well, it's going to be the same guys always and forever. My thoughts were, who should the Cubs look to add? What should they do development-wise, et cetera, et cetera. It's always going, it, it, it's almost always going to be about finding a next player. In trouble in the NLCS. The Dodgers turned to Jose Urias. So Juan Uri, it's Jose Urias. Late in Game Seven, and he shut the other team, and he shut the Braves down. It's not the guys from five or six years ago that are going to do it. It's going to be the new talent. It's going to be the up and comers. It's going to be the players that weren't it back then that are determining whether the team is improving or not. If you thought it was always and forever going to be Rizzo and Bryant and Schwarber and Almora 
and Addison Russell and Javier Baez, you were wrong. You were wrong. If Theo Epstein thought that, Theo Epstein was wrong. If Jed Hoyer thought that, Jed Hoyer was wrong. It's not going to always be the same guys always. Unless new players are brought up to bring in that youthful, vigor, ener- vigorous energy, it doesn't matter. Who was wrong? If you thought something was going to work and it didn't, you were wrong. Not someone else. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon. Hopefully that too will be worth your time. Thanks for stopping. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.